Today on Snail Trail 4x4, mini trucks or forerunners or LJs or Cherokees. Who knows? What would you choose? Snail Trail 4x4 is brought to you by S-Line Racing. S-Line Racing has a complete lineup of performance additives for your engine's needs. From our oil additives to our fuel treatments, we have you covered for your hobby, tow rig, race car, or your daily driver. Check the show notes for your Snail Trail 4x4 discount at bestlineracing.com. Welcome one, welcome all to the Snail Trail 4x4 Podcast. If you like going off-roading in Toyotas, wrenching on Toyotas, camping in Toyotas, and maybe even poking a little bit of fun in Toyotas, and of course, hearing about how awesome Toyota 4600s are, then this is the podcast for you. That's right, ladies and germs. My name is Tyler. This is episode 168. That's a lot of numbers. A lot of hours. That's like 252 hours now, just FYI, of content, snail trail content with my good buddy, Mr. James. James, how are you? I'm great, Tyler. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm glad you got an introduction from (laughs) the (laughs) The studio studio. audience today. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited for today's topic. Now, I'm just curious. Okay. Real quick before we continue. Yeah. You have a lot of different names. Yes. Especially when it comes to this podcast, for some reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Do you have multiple personalities that goes with those names? Like, is there is there a personality that gets excited? more that we need to bring onto the show or do you do we, do we, do we, is, is there a, is there, um, no, is there, is there a but, personality that's more eeyore ish that we need to keep off of the show no, i don't know not necessarily but you know sort of thinking about it um i i don't know if i've ever talked about it on the podcast but my i've used different names throughout my life um growing up and in different scenarios right so like you do have was, different personalities. When I was a kid uh-huh. and young, I, w- I went by Jimmy. Okay. And when I went into high school, I didn't want to be a, like a Jimmy anymore. And okay. so I became Jim. Okay. Right. And then um, when I went to college, one of my best friends was named Jim. And okay. so I went back to Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> and then when I got a big boy job in the corporate world, I was I went by James. Okay. Right. And so kind of, and then on YouTube, I'm Jimmy Jet. Yeah. Right. And then on here, I'm Hydro Jet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but uh, you bringing that up sort of got me to think about like, okay, well, Jimmy is kind of was a child fun name. College mm-hmm. was a fun time. Like maybe the Jimmy is like a, the more uh, like wild and fun kind of person. Okay where Jim was more of the like needed to wanted to be uh, identified as semi more serious than a Jimmy. Okay. But then James was, you know, like professional, uh, professional, okay. corporate, you know, and I had to wear a tie, Yeah, you know, and you know, I had to be serious and couldn't say jokes. And, you know, and <laughs> uh-huh. So no, maybe no there dad is, jokes yeah, for James. So maybe there is some sort of not multiple personalities, but mm-hmm. there is a different personality sort of change when that's tied on, to each name yeah, that's kind of tied to the name interesting so what personality is hydrojet 
Um, that one was definitely uh, a high level Jimmy. A high level Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> that okay. was, you know, that was that was when I was a gym, but it was uh, that was your weekend gym. Yeah, that was the weekend gotcha. gym. Yeah, that was you know the, my one of my aliases. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay, I pretty much just have Tyler. That's that's really it. I feel kind of boring now. Well, yeah. We all knew that, though. Yeah. About <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, cool. High five. High five. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> G- I'm going to go with Jimmy today. Okay. Okay. That works. And you're breaking stuff. So now we're back into HydroJet. <laughs> Jimmy's here. <laughs> 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 the mic oh, just man. fell over. <laughs> we don't need a mic Stop stand. Stop touching it. I know, right? <laughs> oh, oh, man. Magnificent bastard. I salute you. Uh, so, welcome to the podcast. Yes. This hey, is a beautiful... Uh, it's got great weather. I walked outside this morning to say hi, and it was. Uh, I was like, I can't see because yeah. it's too bright. Well, um, I, when I walked outside this morning, it was overcast and not... Dr- it wasn't drizzly. It wasn't raining, but it was mm-hmm. like had just finished raining like everything yeah. was wet so um yeah and then in my commute down here i uh went and got covid tested yeah um after king of the hammers um, mm-hmm. you know that was like six days of not seeing anybody this morning and mm-hmm. um tested negative nice so and then i sent that to our group text and i got a message back from kobe rodney and um uh, Tony uh-huh. and they all tested negative also. Nice. Yeah. So that's good. That's a, that's a good thing and good for King of the Hammers. Absolutely. Good, yeah. Know, I'm considering sending a message in somehow to them and going like, just to let you guys know that after this event, you know, a bunch of us have now tested and we're testing negative. Yeah. I think so. that would be really cool to send in, especially cause you were media. Mm-hmm. And if you can give kind of the, the media perspective back to hammer King productions, yeah. um, that'd be really cool. But what I'm really, really excited about is if, uh, King of the hammers officially goes off. And I think we're going to have one more week to find out here about the final results without mm-hmm. being considered a spreader, yeah. right? A spreader event or a super spreader event. Sure. Um, then uh, I think it's going to pave the way for other off-roading events to start happening again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, this is how you do it. Yeah. Um, it's just like shutting down Oceana dunes. Once somebody figures out how to, how to shut down Oceana dunes, they can, figure out, Hey, let's spread that across the country now to right. other off-roading areas. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be something that hopefully uh, other off-road events will be able to look at and say, yeah. Hey, this is how we do this safely and how we can still do these things. Right. Um, one thing that I really, really liked about it, um, that I've, I've kind of been harping since probably, I don't know, July, sub- August, September last year, uh, is exactly what, uh, uh, Bailey Cole was saying in his interview with Jason Shearer and, um, and Jason and Chris over on wheeling wine and whiskey was that, um, you know, all the skeptics are saying, Oh, hammer is not going to happen. King of the hammer is not going to happen. And, and, uh, uh, Dave was like, uh, no, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is stupid. You guys, we can't just continue shutting down all of our lives. Uh, we have to find a way to adapt and continue life. Mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I think the key thing is there is adapting to the situation and not just, you know, steam rolling your head forward into a wall and not trying to adapt and trying to force the situation. That's a little right. bit different, but being able to find a way to 
still continue life and still continue um, really cool events like that, still continue to stimulate the economies in those areas um, is pretty freaking cool. And I think that it goes a really long way for showing that we can still do these things. We don't just have to sit back and be like, oh, let's just put everything on hold until this is over. Yeah. (laughs) So I agree. I think that there's, you know, there's probably some people that did get COVID from this, but Mm -hmm. I think that the way that they were being and how safe and the measures they were taking and really trying to enforce mask wearing Mm -hmm. down there, especially in Hammertown, um, you know, I think that uh, it was uh, not as bad as it definitely could have been. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there were more uh, broken limbs and alcohol poisoning, cases of alcohol poisoning <laughs> than there was COVID. Yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> and burns from fireworks. <laughs> probably all. Yeah. Definitely. And concussions so, from yeah, three wheelers. Broken backs. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, so uh, I got tested and I was negative. I went and um, swiped, Congratulations. swiped a pallet from some location because you needed one while I was on uh-huh. my drive down. I <laughs> uh, went to Starbucks and by the time I got here, it was a bright, sunny, beautiful day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a, it was definitely a mood changer as you're driving down the freeway. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, it's a it's a lovely day down here and uh, it's going to be a good day to record. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, there's supposedly with the rainstorm that came through last night, there was another five to 12 inches. Holy of cow. snow Holy that came cow. down in the Sierras. So um, I was out this week with my dad and we'll talk about that on the next Thursday's episode, but we had already had, you know, six to eight feet of snow. And now mm-hmm. we got a up towards of another foot of snow on top of that. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Uh, snow season's in full effect. Yeah. Uh, with the deep, good, deep burying your vehicle snow now. <laughs> yes. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later on other episodes in the future. Uh, this episode today is, of course, brought to you by a couple of really cool people like Best Line Racing. Um, uh, they're still running that 50% off the five-gallon buckets, by the way. Really? Yes. Uh, in the For the, I don't know how long after, but it's kind of like a post-KOH sale that he's running. So, uh, for the engine treatment mm-hmm. for the I, engine. I'm probably treatment. Gonna, I need to buy one of those. I need to as well. <laughs> I did Clifford's oil. Uh-huh. I think I talked about it on mm-hmm. the podcast and it, I needed like three of those best line bottles yeah. <laughs> to put in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, uh, I'm getting ready here to do all the vehicles, all the oil in the vehicles here shortly. The Subaru is going to need it in about another thousand miles or so. Uh, the forerunner needs it uh, every February, March is when I do that one. And then the F 150, I haven't done it. I just assumed the dealer did it, but I'd never try and assume that the dealer does it. So I need to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Smart. I might, we might have to go and get a couple buckets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I need to head out in that direction of town. So maybe I can, uh, contact Perry and p- go pick him up. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that off air cause I need to go do something kind of in that area as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, the so, shock over to, to Dimitri. <laughs> I need to take some more flights to Dimitri. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, best line racing, check them out. Uh, the huge supporter of the show. Uh, they do some really awesome stuff. Um, I think I'm going to also, bite the bullet here and get a bunch of ceramic coating yeah uh, for the forerunner okay uh that way i don't have to worry about keeping it as dirt free as and and cleaning it off as much after the winter wheeling season and wheeling trips here so yeah um so well, um 
That would be good. Let's mm-hmm. let's talk to Perry because I do. This might be breaking news. And I'm I'm not sure if I should say it or not, but I'm going to do it anyway. Good job. Um, I know that he's <laughs> going to be moving into kind of some car deal detailing products. Oh, that's right. Future. Okay. So um, that will. Uh, I definitely want to get some ceramic coating for my vehicles mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I know that he's going to be doing some more of like interior stuff and um, and cleaning for like tire shines and blackens yeah. and stuff. So um, those are going to be fun to have and play with and test here in the future. Also, nice. cool. Yeah, we'll definitely get in touch with him and maybe we'll have him back on for um, to talk about those products yes. that they're launching. Yeah, so I think that'd be great. Yeah. Um, cool. So we got that. We have, of course, gear wrench mm-hmm. tools who is sponsoring this month's giveaway. Yes. A uh, huge shout out to them. Um, you know, not only just this month's giveaway, but everything else they do for the channel, uh, getting Joey, uh, <laughs> Mr. Danger Desault, mm-hmm. uh, some really cool tool setups. Uh, so check that out. If you haven't seen that yet on Instagram, uh, this month's giveaway is a, uh, under hood wing light or wing light with underhood rack latch latch something like something that. <laughs> it's a it's this really cool latch system that is universal goes on any hood and it hangs from your open hood and then you can it has a sliding rail on it that you attach the wing light to mm-hmm. so you can slide the wing light around left and right throughout your hood engine bay and that wing light puts out so much light, you don't really need to slide it around. It's like a thousand lumens. <laughs> yeah, something. yeah, it's something crazy. So, um, super cool. That wing light's awesome in and of itself. It has yeah. a really nice, good, strong magnetic base, has a spotlight and a floodlight associated with it. Um, so, um, just the wing light itself is awesome. And then you throw in the, the hood latch, it makes working on your vehicles at night super easy. Um, so we have that. We have the, um, the new bull. Pitbull, but Pitbull, uh, Pitbull biters, uh, plier plier set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, two, I think there's two tongue and grooves, a small and a large. And then I believe there's the lineman pliers, regular pliers, um, needle nose, um, and, uh, just regular snips. Nice. So, so in, super in cool. There's like seven, seven pliers or something, seven tools. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool tool set. Um, I, that's going to be, I think the tool set that I'm going to have for my trail kit. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm considering forward, doing the so. same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so super cool. And then we'll have uh, a couple other assortments of, um, some other tools in there as well. Um, we're going to get that value up to $300 for you guys this month for February. Um, and right now it's sitting at about 220. So we'll add a few more tools there to get it to 300. Um, super cool stuff. Thank you to, uh, those companies for supporting the channel. Please go back and support them. The more support that, uh, the listeners and we and everybody give back to them, the more cool stuff we get to do with you guys. So, uh, show the love, share the love. Um, go speaking of sharing the love and showing the love, uh, you can always go and review us on iTunes. Good so, transition. I know, right? Like, I like it's, it. it's good. It's a, it's a whole, it's, it's that Valentine's day mood of sharing yeah. the love. So, yeah, I was uh, uh, this morning or early today on the podcast, you were talking about how many episodes we're at and how many numbers it was. <laughs> uh-huh. I believe we have like 188 or 89 podcasts on iTunes. Oh, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that how many like episodes yeah, total? episodes and the TTTTs and the snail shop talks and like the very first episode, which was like episode zero. Yeah. You know, um... So yeah, so there's even, you know, like I remember we're looking at the reviews a little earlier and mm-hmm. uh, I was like, man, there's like 189 
episodes on here. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Good. And we're up to, are we still at 190? 190 reviews. Yep. Okay. So uh, since yesterday or two days ago, we haven't got one. Nope. Boo, you guys. Boo. We're going to have to, I think we're going to, uh, we need to up the ante, up the ante and, uh, put a reward out so that once we hit 500, then all those 500 people will get entered to win something. I, I'm down for that. <clears throat> cool. Um, so this one here is from a uh, Jeanette grow. Uh, Jeanette grow says best off road podcast ever. It's official. You guys exclamation mark. Ex- no exclamation uh, point. Unfortunately, yeah. all caps. Uh, no, just um. no. It was, it was kind of a lame best off road pod. It was more like <laughs> best off road podcast ever. <laughs> uh, so Jeanette says very entertaining and loads of information. They lean towards the superior Toyota product, but even a Jeep driver waiting in the Starbucks drive through can gain a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I took you to the candy store. I love it. I love the camaraderie, you know, um, because we all know that Toyotas are better anyway. So mm-hmm. um, let's see. The next one was from E Daddy uh, says binge worthy. So we are officially the best off road podcast that's binge worthy on go. the Internet right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so E Daddy goes on to say it was great to hang out with Jimmy at KOH this year. Oh, great shows for binge listening on the long drive back to St. Louis. Oh, I know who this is. Okay. This show is so much better than the show that Jason guy does. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if uh, Jason and Chris got a review that said the uh, exact opposite. I'm going to have to go check now. I want to look. We'll have Brian get on that. Brian. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I was wrong. Brian uh, Murphy does not have a BMW. Oh, he has a Honda Civic. Okay. So I'm just putting it out there. That's shame. That, on that's you. actually better. It, it is. You think so? Yeah, it's still Japanese. It's, I guess so. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a slight upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It'll last longer than that Beamer. Uh, true. Yep. And you won't have to deal with electrical gremlins the whole life. Yeah. Just so, if it's a 2001, watch out for that engine and transmission. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've heard that the on the 2001 generation, the head gaskets pop. Like oh really? It's, it's a well-known thing. Yeah. It's like a the Toyota 3.0. Yeah. Gotcha. And that's what happened on mine. Oh, on your BMW? No, on my Civic. Yeah. Oh. When I had a Civic, and that's gotcha. when I upgraded the engine to the VTEC, mm-hmm. and then the trans went out. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Brian got back to me. Okay. Uh, even though we were blasting about his Honda Civic, yeah. um, and he found out over on Wheeling Wine and Whiskey's reviews, yes, E Daddy left a review as well. Oh, okay. And he said exactly what you thought. <laughs> this show is so much better than the show that Jimmy guy does. Nice. <laughs> so you're no longer, yeah. no longer. You you've Austin. ruined it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? oh man that's uh that's the gentleman uh that runs the forum irate four by four. Oh, the irate four by four guy yeah okay which that episode will be on uh, wheeling wine and whiskey here coming up so, nice yeah so uh you could were you in on that interview too yes i was do we get to co-post that interview over here then or um we can i mean we could talk to to jason about it i don't think mm-hmm. he'd be upset about it i would think it would be they don't uh, have anything copyrighted anyways we can just steal yeah, it all who yeah. cares yeah. Um, <laughs> just take all their episodes and rebrand up snail trail put them over here yeah and then every time they say wheeling wine and whiskey we'll we'll, we'll cut in go. a sound bite of snail trail four by four yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it, uh, it's definitely a story worth sharing. So I think it would be, uh, it might be a good thing to do. Uh, no, that's super cool because I, I got into the off-roading scene, uh, definitely a little late in my career, I guess in my life here. Yeah. I don't early in my life, but uh, late in the off-roading scene for internet. So I missed the whole pirate four by four thing. Oh, Okay. I missed it all. The I came on. I started finding out about Pirate Four by Four after it had been inundated with ads, and you couldn't read the forum board. It's unusable. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So uh, I, I was always like, yeah, I, there's. I could tell there's great information here, but I cannot get it through all the freaking ads on here. So I just never paid attention to it. Sure. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see all of that info like the dana 60 bible the old the the mm-hmm. 14 bolt bible mm-hmm. the um there's toyota the land cruiser bibles i mean they have all these awesome amazing information threads yeah um, i'm happy to and excited to see those show up somewhere else that's going to be usable yeah it was really interesting and i don't want to spoil too much of the interview but he was saying that um and I, I i can't recall i think this is in in the interview we did with him or uh-huh. i don't think he said this after the fact but he said that uh he was, it's all, it's in the public domain. The whole website's in the public domain, right? Yeah. So he literally downloaded the entire pirate four by four form. That's awesome. Yeah. Right? And so he has everything anybody <laughs> wrote and every, and he has, so yeah. he has the, um, all the, Bibles, the data. Yeah. Right? And so he was like, should I recreate these and clean them up, you know, just for the, our form and post them. And mm-hmm. pretty much the users said of, I rate four by four said, no, let's recreate them. Because they're dated now, yeah, right. There's a, they were written like ten years ago, yeah, and there's was, a lot that was more. a lot of you know two thousand two thousand five two thousand six mm-hmm. era. Like it's a good base, mm-hmm. but let we're gonna build it and we're gonna mm-hmm. make it better. And That's so cool. they're they're not just straight up copying Pirate Four by Fours and yeah. taking it. They're gonna recreate those what what Pirate with called the Bibles. Info, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure what they're calling it. But yeah, with new updated information that's modern and, you know, because, I mean, it probably ta- stopped at like Dana 60 at like, you know, in 2010. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, you know, the, you know, or maybe even older than that, you know, and then when the 05 Dana 60 is out, everybody's like, oh my gosh, this is like the best thing ever, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're getting the bigger ones like mm-hmm. the F450s. Yeah. You know, or higher. And I don't know if that those old forums had any of that information into it, if they've yeah. ever updated any of that. So um, it's cool to see the community say like, no, like don't let's not just straight up copy what they were doing. Let's yeah. make it. Let's do it over. Let's uh, do it again and do it better. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So are they? Um, well, I'll hear it about it in the interview. Yeah. So, well, I think I said in last week's episode that they're trying to do, I think, one a month. Okay. Uh, they're trying to get a new Bible done once a month, I believe is nice. what they were saying. That's awesome. So I'm, I'm excited to see that come back up and yeah. uh, get going again. Yeah. And I didn't, when I saw the whole form come through, you know, cause he sent, he like, um, Austin sent out an email to every person that had their email in the public domain okay. on pirate. Yeah. And he, and I got the email, I got an email that said, Hey, pirates dead. We're starting a new thing over here. <laughs> I rate four by four. Uh-huh. Right. And I never, I was like, I don't really go on forms that much anymore. I don't do it. You know, but after talking to Austin, I went and signed up. And so I'm like, I forgot what I was. I was like a member, you know, 1,600 or something. Gotcha. So it's growing. It's definitely growing. Oh, wow. I just pulled up the forum board and uh, under land use trail reports, the last updated topic is a Mormon immigrant trail snow update. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. So. 
Uh, cool. Yeah, awesome. It'll, it'll be a great episode. Make sure to go check it out on yeah. um, Wheeling Wine and Whiskey. I almost think we should just have him on it with us and do a whole other interview. Let's and send him. Let's send him the thing because that's what's cool about having uh, uh, like our partner podcast together mm-hmm. is we can still interview the same people, but get different stories out of them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you and I have slightly different interests from Jason and Chris mm-hmm. and things that we want to focus on and get the story behind. And I think that's really cool. And, and you know, uh, everybody's got a different, um, uh, I don't want to say a different story to tell, but there's, there's a way more to the stories than can sure. be told in an hour. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I think that'd be really cool. So, um, I'm excited to hear that episode come out over on Wheeling Wine and Whiskey mm-hmm. and uh, Austin, we're going to reach out to you. Yeah. <laughs> so um, cool. Let's get over yeah, into today's episode. We're running a, a, a lengthy opener here for a Monday, but today's episode is going to be a lot of fun. Um, we have some ideas here that I think we might kind of be a little bit arguing, debating. I think we're going to maybe surprise each other and it's going to be some fun um, off the wall talking here so let's get on over uh go ahead and grab your favorite adult beverage and we will be right on back with today's episode Welcome back, ladies and all the gentle ladies out there. Uh, shout out to everybody who survived Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. So shout out if your marriage is still together. Yep, shout, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, so cool. We have a fun topic for you guys today. This is uh, inspired by King of the Hammers. Yes. And so uh, we know that there's a lot of KOH uh, talk out there, um, but this one was kind of a it, it was really neat. Uh, go ahead. You, why don't you explain how yeah. we came to doing this episode here? Yeah, sure. Um, really, it all came down to watching uh, Justin Reese finish, right? And Who's Justin Reese? So Justin Reese is um, the gentleman that is a 4619, I believe is his race number. I think that's right, yeah. And he won the Everyman Challenge 4600 class. Twice. Well, yeah. So he mm-hmm. won this year mm-hmm. in 2021 and he won in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see what he drives mm-hmm. and see it complete uh-huh. and not only complete, but win uh-huh. um, the every man challenge 4,600 class is it's, 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 it's inspiring. It is totally. And w- especially when you see him uh, bouncing through the whoops mm-hmm. <laughs> in that truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, a brief, I'll give a, a brief description of what his rig is. And okay. we kind of talked about it in the, actually the last episode, mm-hmm. but what's interesting about his, his legacy that he's building here is not only that he wins, but he wins by a big margin in mm-hmm. the 4,600 class. Like there's nobody that's even close to him. Yeah. I think <laughs> so. there was only a few rigs, two or three rigs mm-hmm. that actually finished it this mm-hmm. year, you know, and it was, it was a tough course this year yeah, and he finished well within the time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyway, so he, I, I, I can't recall what year the vehicle is. I want to, it's an 85 or 84, 84, 85. Yep. Yeah. Truck. And it's uh, a mini truck, Toyota, Toyota mini, mini truck. truck. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, it's got, it's on leaf springs mm-hmm. and it's, uh, has land cruiser axles, mm-hmm. a, da- a diamond in the front and a stock land cruiser in the rear. Okay. Uh, FJ 80 knuckleballs, nine and a half inch ring and pinions. It's on 35 inch tires caged, 
um, you know, and then just the safety specs that are required mm-hmm. for King of the Hammers. And it's a it's a regular cab, regular bed, right? Yes. Pickup? Yeah. So, okay. Um, and just go like, that least-sprung truck wins? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And then, it, so then it really gets, got me thinking into like, okay, well, if that can win and finish, you know, one is like, okay, well, shit, can I do this? Yeah, right. And if I can do this, <laughs> what would I enter? Yeah. What would be the rig that I would choose yeah, in this class to, to, do, to do this event? So what's interesting is um, he's won it twice, mm-hmm. and Cody Addington has won it in a very similar setup yes. um, as well. Mm-hmm. So we have Did he that- win or did he just finish, Cody? I thought he won Did in he? the the black pickup, yeah, in his okay. Toyota. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I don't know the. Um, I thought he did too, but I think I was watching the um, the Battle of Badlands on Amazon, uh-huh. and I'm pretty sure that they said that he's the only Toyota pickup that has won. But um, I could have been mistaken on on both accounts. So okay, um, yeah, that's a that's a good question. I'll have, we'll have Brian look that up here while we're talking. Mm-hmm. So, um, but e- either way, it seems like the the bar has been set yes kind of thing right so like if you're looking to win the 4600 class that seems to be the formula yeah, well that that's is going to give you yeah, it's a good recipe that's right? a good recipe is there something that's better though right and that's that's the question like, yeah which and it or sounds, is that the best recipe yeah <laughs> and it sounds silly to be like okay a leaf sprung Toyota pickup yeah. with a 22 RE. Yeah. Four cylinder, 2.4 liter <laughs> is the answer to win KOH every man challenge. Yeah. In the stock class In the stock class. Yeah. In the 4,600. Yeah. So that sounds ridiculous though. That's like, it does. Th- is there anything better out there? If, if so, look, we're, that's you've got, what we're going to You've got to think there's got to be something out there right there because, um, you have all these rigs. I mean, you look at the 4,400, the unlimited class and, uh, they're running, you know, there's a, there's the big, it goes back and forth, but you know, the top car both this year and last year was solid axles. Um, one and two last year were solid axles. Three, four, five, I think were, um, IFS mm-hmm. this year. It was number one was solid axle. Two, three, four was IFS. Um, but in order to do that, you, I mean, there's a ton of money, put into those IFS systems. Um, there's a ton of money put into shocks and suspension tuning. I mean, that's, that's like your number one thing out there, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, they're running 40, 42 inch tires, 40 to 42s were very common in the 4,400s this year. Uh, you know, what is how there's all this money that it takes into getting like the best technology, the best performance. And then you have this little, mid eighties pickup with a four cylinder engine. You've got the new Ford power plants that are pushing, you know, 800 horsepower, mm-hmm. the 900 horsepower in some of these rigs. Like you've got the LSs that people got cooped up and they're pushing eight, 900 horses. Like it's just crazy. The technology that's going into ultra four cars right now. Yeah. And then you have this little pickup with leaf springs, a stock land cruiser axle, right? <laughs> and 35s and a four-cylinder engine with nothing special done to it winning the 4600 class absolutely and so i think that's this is what we're going to talk about today right yes we're going to go over the rules 
um, a brief rundown of the rules of what the 4600 class is. Yes. Um, we're going to, we're not going to dive into very deep specifics unless, and, um, at the, for the first, at first, at first. Mm-hmm. then we're going to discuss what we think our builds might be mm-hmm. for the 4600 class. And then in, within there, we'll probably dive into more of the specifics of the rules because mm-hmm. they're, you know, like what size bed on a truck can we, are we allowed to have, are we allowed yeah. to cut it down? And then we can, you know, we'll have to go into the rules for stuff like that. Yep. So uh, you've got the rules pulled up in front of you, thanks mm-hmm. to Brian. Mm-hmm. So what are, um, what are the rules? So the rules for 4600 class, uh, mm-hmm. just the overall general overview, is a stock OEM frame, a factory engine, factory transmission. And so those three points um, have to do with uh, the year, make, and model of the vehicle, when it was released, and what was available in that year, make, and model. So you can take, um, let's say, a 1992 Forerunner, and that had the 3.0 engine in it, and swap it to a 22 RE. Right. You can do that yes. in in the stock class. So as long as it came factory, whatever factory, whatever engine came from the factory within engine, those years, yes. whatever engine options there were, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. you can use any of those options. Yes. You don't have to stick with the one that actually came in the vehicle. Correct. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that's that. The factory transmission. Um, T cases can be anything you want, though. Um, and then 35-inch yeah. DOT approved tires. Right. So you get 35s are the biggest tire. You that's can all go. you can go. Right. Yep. No uh, stickies. And unless you're Amber, 31s are the 30, biggest Yeah, ones. exactly. So <laughs> um, a single. So one shock per corner, one shock per tire and wheel combo and then i thought it was funny they included not including the spare tire <laughs> and i was like oh it's funny yeah, yeah. Um, so one shock and it has to be a two up to two and a half inch diameter monotube okay so no piggybacks no remote reservoirs um and a mechanical linkage on your steering so no full hydro you have to right. be able to turn your wheels without any hydro assist if, if you blow hydros kind of thing so that's the stock class overview. Now, when you get into the weeds of those, there's very specific things within each of those that says, here's what you can do with these. Um, but that's kind of the overview, right? Right. Yeah. So knowing that, that limits yeah. <laughs> quite a bit of what you can do. Absolutely. Do you, uh, did, I did, I was trying to look up something while you were talking, um, cause Brian's over there playing with himself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he does that from time to time. Did you talk about <laughs> suspension? And I, it's just the, the suspension, so the suspension, you can run any axles on the vehicle as long as um, those axles are the same type of axles that came from stock. So if you have, if the vehicle came stock from the factory with IFS, you have to run IFS. Correct. You cannot solid axle it. Right. If it came stock from the factory IRS because you're running a Honda Ridgeline out there, you have to do IFS and IRS. Correct. Yes. Um, so axles, you can do whatever axles you want as long as the type of axle is there. And then on suspension. Yeah, I think the key the key to this one is if you have an IFS, you can't solid axle swap it. Exactly. It has to stay IFS. Mm-hmm. Uh, the suspension part of it is uh, if the vehicle came factory with leaf springs, you have to use leaf springs. Mm-hmm. If it came factory with coils, you have to use coils. Correct. If it came factory with coilovers or struts, you have to use coilovers or struts. Yep. Um, and then you're only allowed one uh, shock per tire. Mm-hmm. And it's a single monotube shock. It cannot Correct. have re- remote reservoirs on it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever pretty much it comes down to what it came f- with from factory is 
more or less what you have to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can change out the types of parts. Yeah. As long as they are the same category parts that came right. on the vehicle from factory. Right. Like you can mm-hmm. change it to a heavier weighted spring, mm-hmm. but you have to keep the coil springs. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, that's stock class. Yes. And it's, <laughs> it's actually very limited. It is. Right. You it's get, very it's limited. like you can't change, you can't modify and you can't do a lot of things. Uh huh. And yeah. I think that's why it's, that's what makes it extremely difficult. Mm hmm. So cool. Um, well, do you want to start? Oh I, man. My guess is we probably have one in common. Yeah. So my, my whole thing. So I'm not sure what would be, I, I would have two picks. Okay. Um, one would be an 84, 85 Toyota pickup. Yep. And the other one would be, um, uh, early nineties, uh, sorry, not early nineties, mid to late nineties Tacoma with a three RZ engine in it. Okay. Um, so find a, a TRD off-road, um, three RZ engine Tacoma and do that. The main reason being is because in the rule book, there is a, a rule about your suspension that states the inner fenders on all four corners cannot be modified. Correct. So you can't put big shocks or something up and shock hoops up into your engine bay or right. into yeah. your rear cargo space. Mm-hmm. So you have to run in whatever space you have there underneath everything. And a pickup bed just makes it easier to do that in my mm-hmm. opinion. So I would run some sort of pickup bed. Um, I would want, you have to have something lighter weight because you can't get something with remote reservoirs to handle heavier weights going through the whoops, going through the deserts. Um, so the only, I mean, your options are four cylinder, maybe six cylinders. If you can find a good six cylinder pickup, um, the main difference though is, and why I would lean more towards the Justin Reese recipe is because of the solid axle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, IFS, you're going to have to do, you're gonna have to beef up that IFS a lot. It can be done for sure, but on 35 inch tires, you're going to have zero ground clearance in the rocks. That's the big problem. Yeah. And so, uh, with the 35 inch tires in the rocks and IFS, you're just not gonna have ground clearance. You're going to be winching a lot. It'll be nice for the desert though. It'll be super nice for the desert. And and that's like a lot of desert. There is a lot of desert. Um, yeah, but it's, uh, I don't know. I agree. So I, I definitely, those, that was, that was the very first places. Those were the first ones that I went for mm-hmm. right? in my head. Yeah. You know, like obviously Justin Reese has, and Cody has a tried and true method of what works mm-hmm. and, and finishes, right? Which is that um, mid eighties, late eighties truck, right? One of the things that I was curious about, about that vehicle is, can you get a turbo diesel? Um, that's a good question. I would imagine you can if you import one. Yeah. Yeah. And because that would be a really interesting uh-huh. twist yeah. to that, right? Because a turbo diesel would be, you get a lot more torque uh-huh. and the turbo side of things, then you can get it, the speeds up a little bit, you know, the yeah. it'll ramp a little bit you yeah. know, at the higher end. Mm-hmm. The 22RE, phenomenal engine. Yeah. Like tried and true, great, you know, pound for pound, one of the strongest engines out there. Mm-hmm. But those turbo diesels are very beefy also. They do. They do a really good job. I think that would be an interesting one. I don't know if having a turbo diesel would make that much more of a difference mm-hmm. over the 22RE though. Yeah. That's it. That's, I, I think it would, I don't know if it would, just because you're going to be so limited on the speeds you can go anyways. Yeah. 
because of the suspension that you can run. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, yeah, and there's even po- rules in there mm-hmm. that say you can only move the the wheel, uh, the wheel, the wheel base uh, upwards of three inches. Three inches max. So it yeah. ha- can't like you can't <laughs> extend the width of the or the length of the vehicle. Uh-uh. Right? You can't extend the width. Yeah, I don't think with different talk, axles. Yeah, you yep. can change axles in mm-hmm. the different widths. And I was talking to Justin. And he's like, "No, I like being small and narrow. I don't want it. I didn't want to go full widths. Um, one because I didn't want massive pumpkins with thirty fives, mm-hmm. and two, I didn't want to be that wide. He wanted to be narrow. Um, and I thought that was an interesting strategy. Uh huh. Um, another thing is one thing that we need to point out is you're not allowed to modify the bed. Like, cause I was like, yeah. oh, I'd bob the bed and dovetail mm-hmm. it, you yep. know? And no, you're not allowed to do that. You have to run the bed yep. as is. So yep. you'd want a short bed vehicle mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you can't modify the frame to like mm-hmm. put a French in some hot shock towers or something. You can't, you can't uh, take out cross members, factory cross members nope. of the frame. Yeah. Unless you're um, trimming the rear frame to put on an aftermarket bumper. Right. Um, and that's the only way you can do that. Yeah. Um, so you can't modify so, the frame. You can't modify the body. You can't yep. modify body panels all have to be there. Yeah. You yep. can change body the fenders out for aftermarket ones, mm-hmm. but you have to still have inner the inner fenders have to be there, and you have to have outer fenders. Yeah, because that was actually a thing I was thinking about. Like, why don't you just pull the fenders off? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but you can't. But you can't. <laughs> you have to run them. You have to have <laughs> headlights, and they have to be working. Uh huh. Functional so, headlights. You know, yeah. it's just all these things. So, uh, the, so I agree with the 85. 85 would be like the ideal one. Mm-hmm. I think there's some sort of carryover sometimes into 84 where there were some 22 REs that came out at that time. Yeah, my and, my first gen forerunner was technically built in eighty four. It was an eighty five production year. Yeah, but it was built in eighty four, right. November eighty four. So there, the, I would want the twenty two re. I'd want the fuel injected motor. Mm-hmm. Yes. So whatever, however that falls, and a solid axle. Mm-hmm. So that let that one is that's we agree on that one. Yeah. I was going for this the second one. I like. I thought that. Um, the Tacoma first gen Tacoma, it was a good one. But what led me sort of astray there mm-hmm. is thinking about the forerunner of that generation, the third gen forerunner, third gen forerunner. Okay, it's four linked in the rear. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, and then it has the IFS in the front and the great engines. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's heavier mm-hmm. because it's a forerunner. But I don't. I really wonder if you are allowed to trim like the part of the cab off i don't i don't think you are but i'm i I would need to look into that like not the cab the only the only way you can trim the cab is if it coincides with putting a cage into it um for the 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 that's just the roll cage Mm -hmm. um you can trim fenders yes you can Um, trim fenders for wheel for wheel clearance exactly that's it you cannot move body mounts relocate body mounts or mess with body mounts at all you have to stay within one inch of a body lift so you can't Mm -hmm. go the body lift bigger than one inch um so yeah that's a it's a the third gen forerunner would be another really interesting one i know that uh you know there's that team that runs the fourth gen forerunner every year um and they're just a heavy vehicle. They are. The fourth gens fourth are, gens are heavy. They're big. They're whales. Yeah. Um, they're like the, the land cruisers, the FJ eighties mm-hmm. essentially. Um, the third gen forerunners are definitely lighter than the fir- the fourth gens. 
they have the 3.4 mm-hmm. in it, so it's a decent motor that you can turbocharge. You can put the turbocharger on it just fine, and you'd be within the stock limits of the yep. class. Mm-hmm. Um, my only concern would be the IFS. Yeah. I no, mean, I'm, you really, I'm yeah, you. yeah. I think that's an interest. <laughs> those, that's where I went with it. So, like, my one step up was maybe go away from the Toyota Tacoma first mm-hmm. gen and go to the third gen forerunner because mm-hmm. you could play. Because of the coil link suspension? Yeah, with the rear. Yeah. You know, like, you could make it longer. You can change it. You As long as it's a forelink, uh-huh. you can modify it and make it a bigger and badder forelink. That's true. You could do a tri- double triangulate or something mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas if you're doing the Tacoma, mm-hmm. you're stuck with leaf springs. Yeah. So in the rear. Right. That is true. And since the track width is not a thing, you can put like a stupid long, um, long travel suspension in the front on mm-hmm. it as long as you can be gentle enough on it to and, make it through the rocks. And I wonder <laughs> if you, I don't know, but I'm wondering if you could do trailing arms. Oh, that's a good question. I would assume because trailing arms are just have links. to have a fuel cell. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can run the stock gas tank. Yeah. Um, I think that's one. I didn't look into the that rule specifically. The fuel, the, the fuel, fuel rule, yeah. But I think that just for safety factors, I think you have to have a fuel cell. I believe so. Yeah. Um, so the gas tank's removed mm-hmm. out of the vehicle, mm-hmm. so you it would be really easy to do a pretty gnarly four link suspension back there, possibly trailing arms. Yeah, which would be a cool. That would mix. work out really well. Yeah. So um, that would be interesting, and then it got me really going into like, okay, well. Outside of Toyota, mm-hmm. did you have any ideas? My only thing, I just keep coming back to pickups just because they're lighter weight. Okay. And um, on stock suspensions, you just kind of, you, you got to keep them lighter weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what I keep leaning towards. And so um, maybe like a, a four-wheel drive Chevy S10, um, something like a smaller pickup kind of yeah. thing. I wonder what they um, had. I don't. Those Chevy I don't S- know that 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 <laughs> genre. Did, uh-huh. At what point did they did they have solid axles in the S tens back in the day? You'd have to go back pretty far. Yeah. Um. You know, maybe getting back into like a, a I want to say an early '90s, late '80s F one fifty with the the twin I beams mm-hmm. uh, front suspension. Um. That would be really interesting. I think. Um. Yeah. Yeah. One that came into my head and I'm not sure if it would be the best idea, but would be an old scout two, an old scout two. Yeah. That could be a good option. They're, they're leaf sprung, Mm -hmm. which, you know, but they've got the benefit of it is it's still semi small. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a heavy vehicle, but you have big engine options. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? yes. Now you're going from like, <laughs> you know, a four banger 2.4 liter to like, you're a, getting you know, at least a 285, and, yeah. Yeah, a small block or mm-hmm. an, a 350s or, you know, mm-hmm. I think they had, they did, the scouts had some weird engines. So, I mean, the, I know a lot of people that took the international engine out of scouts and dropped a 350 into it. Okay. Um, but you would, I, I wonder what the, the lineup of engines for that vehicle was. Yeah. But it would definitely be more power than what you're getting out of a 22 RE. Yeah. Um, and those wheel, those guys wheel great. Yeah. Those are good, good wheelers. Um, mm-hmm. 35s on those, though, you know, that's, that's one of the things about the hey, mini truck and 30, 35s are, I mean, they're, they're a big <laughs> tire for that small truck. Yes. Um, and that's relative, right? But 35s on a Scout, that's st- that's a small tire on a big truck. It is, yeah. You know, so that's one of the benefits of the mini trucks being um, 
you know, it's a bigger lift mm-hmm. in a way, relatively, <laughs> yeah. you know, like for a small truck, that's a big lift. You know, yeah. it's like throwing 35s on a Suzuki Samurai would be a massive lift on one yeah, of those things. It would. Um, so, I mean, a Samurai's not a bad choice, but I mean, you know, Amber's tried twice, hasn't finished, you know, timed they out. Just, yeah, they just go too slow. You can't get them up to speed in the deserts. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, I mean, I'm sure she's going quick, but she also has a lot of, um, hurdles to go over in the rocks too. Mm-hmm. Cause those are big rocks. The other thing with Samurais is they're not, I don't want to say they're, they're not well balanced, but I don't think they're really well balanced <laughs> because <laughs> I don't want to say, this, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, compared to like the mini truck, the mini truck I think is a lot more balanced over the length mm-hmm. of the vehicle. It's longer. It's longer. So you just, you have a lot more stability there mm-hmm. to be able to go faster in the desert. Yeah. Um, you know, short wheelbase vehicles, you just can't, you just can't get any speed up through right. the desert, through those sections, yeah. especially after the trophy trucks run them and everybody mm-hmm. else runs them. So, yeah. All right. So I'm going to throw this one out there and let me know what you think. Okay. LJ. LJ. Um, <sighs> I think it could finish. Um, I don't think it would be, uh, a good enough to win. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting because now you're linked front and rear, mm-hmm. right? Um, they're a good length, mm-hmm. you know, where TJs get a little small. JKs kind of are a little longer, especially if you get the four door JK. Mm-hmm. LJs are a long Jeep, right? It's a little stretched a little bit more. Yeah. Um, it is a heavier vehicle, and but it, you know, you, not that you'd need to change axles out, but it does has come the with inline six it has a good inline. It could come mm-hmm. with the four liter, mm-hmm. right? I believe mm-hmm. it had that engine in it, which yep. is a bomb proof engine. Great engine. Yep. Uh, you know, I think an LJ would be a, a contender. What did, um, uh, Jesse Combs race? I don't know. I don't think she was in the 4,600 class. Was she oh, Was she in 45? Probably. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Cause the, yeah, it's a good question. I just don't, um, I worry about LJ's stability going through the desert. That's my main concern with them. I think they'd make it through the sure. rock section better than a mini truck would. Um, mm-hmm. I think the mini truck would maybe have to, uh, winch more in the rock sections just because longer wheelbase, you're going to get hung up on a high center to more, um, but the and and having the link suspension, there's just more travel you can get out of it, and, and to be more effective in the rocks, um, and maybe more effective in the desert too. I just worry about getting through the desert just because of I, I don't see LJs as a super balanced vehicle either. Yeah, like they're kind of I don't want to say they're top heavy, but mm-hmm. um, I mean if you put 14 bolts front and rear on it, then that would ground it a lot better. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know if I would, you know. You don't need Dana 60s on 35s. No, not at all. That's, you know, I think part of the game here is ground clearance under mm-hmm. the pumpkin, mm-hmm. right? So maybe even sticking with those 44s might be a good thing to do. Yeah. Because you're not throwing this massive tire on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've ridden uh, with Borja in his JK mm-hmm. out in Pismo, mm-hmm. and we were going fast yeah. across some whoops. His, <laughs> yeah. his vehicle is well balanced and does well. And I don't, you know, I'm not sure the comparison too much between an LJ and a JK, mm-hmm. but I, he, he's built his rig very well to go quick mm-hmm. in the desert. And I think an LJ, I think an LJ would, could be a competitor. JK is, that's a much different platform though. I mean, they're just the weight difference they're, is way more, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say a lower center of gravity than an LJ is. Is it lower? I believe I mean, it it's is. A bigger there, cab, 
four doors. It's it's longer, mm-hmm. but I would I don't know. I would say if you that the maybe I don't know about the center. JK, I don't know about the center of gravity. Uh, I think the overall weight of the vehicle is going to be a lot more stable. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have the issue of getting that vehicle on stock suspension through a King of the Hammers course. Sure. <laughs> it's almost too heavy. It'll stay more stable, but yeah. are you going to break a lot yeah, of stuff I, in the process? I, I don't think a JK would be a good option mm. um, just because I think it's it's too heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I was like. I went to the LJ as an idea mm-hmm. because it's lighter uh-huh. and, it's, and it's longer than a TJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. And they I don't know. The, I think they made a Rubicon edition LJ, mm-hmm. you know, so you could have the Dana 44's front and rear with lockers already. Yeah. You know, and you just get it. Now yeah. it is the unicorn and I'm not sure if I <laughs> want to drive an LJ, you know, the whole LJ <laughs> community the LJ, would be yeah. pissed at me probably. You could probably get a nice sponsorship from Genrite though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and uh metal cloak. But, yeah. Um, all right. Any other, any other ideas, any other off the wall ones that you were thinking about? Man, those are just the only ones I'm sure after we're done recording, I want to be like, Oh, what about this option? What yeah. about, like I'm trying to think of, I just don't know enough of uh, the older style vehicles mm-hmm. from other companies, other manufacturers. Um, that would be good. Like I would probably look into some of the, the old Baja rigs, some of the old Baja 1000 rigs um, yeah. that, that came out. So the F one fifties, um, the, the Toyota vehicles that are running in there. I mean, I would look into some of those from, you know, the late eighties, early nineties Yeah, is what I would probably look into. Uh, nothing really off the wall on the top of my head though. Yeah. I think some of those are just too big. Yeah. That's my, right. That's my concern. just seems too large to do it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it would work well in the desert section Mm because that's all that Baja is. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but getting it into the rocks, it's going to be another story. How much are you going to struggle getting it through the rocks and how do you balance that? Yeah. I wonder if the Chevy loves, uh, I know people that have had Chevy loves, but I don't think they ever made Chevy loves in four wheel drive. Hmm. So, um, I could be mistaken about that, but those were, those were pretty interesting vehicles Mm -hmm. and they're old. So I know a lot of people drop big engines in them Mm -hmm. because you can get one that's for us in California is, you know, 1975 or older Mm -hmm. Then we can do almost anything carb wise to it. Yeah. So people get those and solid axle swap them and do this work. But, um, I don't know if they ever came four wheel drive stock, mm-hmm. but if they did, they would have had a solid axle swap or a yeah. solid axle under them. Yeah. So that would have been an interesting idea. What about an, uh, an FJ 40? I thought about that. I thought about I it too. And I mean, too small. It's too, it's too yeah. narrow. See, my concern narrow. is wheelbase. not the wheelbase. wheelbase yeah. yeah. Cause you can only extend them. FJ 40s were great. If you get them out to that 110 to 100, Mm-hmm. 12 13 inch wheelbase um and with the stock class rules you can only extend them three inches yeah so i what think about an be... fj 55 or 60 fj 60 too heavy yeah i think uh, the 55 they're just is yeah too. the 55 I mean, they call them the heavy. iron pig right <laughs> <You know>? yeah <laughs> yeah it just means like heavy they're just heavy um yeah i would want to keep the weight low um just because of the stock shocks issue um you know i thought for a second about a raptor but it's just too big getting through the rocks yeah um uh, it would be great for the desert section <laughs> yeah but, yeah it would. Uh, uh yeah i don't know um I, I gotta stay with the the mini truck option right now 
I do. I, I, I want to. I, I want to think more about this, you. though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't disagree. I think that the mini truck is really one of the best sort of platforms for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that the a third gen Forerunner would be an, a very interesting competitor because mm-hmm. uh, you could actually tweak it a little bit. Like you could you do can, you a, can do a lot with this with an, with a wide open four link suspension option. I mean, you're that's right? if you did a, a a crazy you could do a crazy four link rear suspension. Mm-hmm. And you could do a long travel independent front suspension. Mm-hmm. Gut, gut the interior. Gut the whole thing. So, so that it's as light as possible. It, yeah, take as much of the weight out as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, remove all the glass mm-hmm. to just sort of reduce weight. Yep. I, I don't know if you can have to have the rear hatch, but if you could take that <laughs> off, take <laughs> okay, that yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, just put a piece of cardboard over it. Yeah, I have a rear hatch. It's yeah. like, oh, it works. <laughs> no, I think it's considered. Jeep. I think it's considered one of the panels of the body. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was also thinking because in the rules, and this is this might be a stretch for the rule book. It does say that you can trim the fenders as long as it's part of the six point um, the cage cage mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. So, what if you incorporated the shock mount location at into part of the cage system? That's an interesting interesting thing yeah so you have the cage come out instead of coming down like the a pillar you have it come out more and come down the fenders <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> or you have it come down the a pillar or something yeah i was you know or what about the rear like in the rear you could have like the old school roll bars that just come down right above the the rear fender on the pickups on the outside on well on the inside like it would triangulate yeah. inwards towards the frame yeah, but you can't. Well, and down. But your inner fenders have to stay intact, right? But if you, if I strengthen there, there the might, cage, there might be a way to yeah. do that. Yeah, right? yeah. There might be the, uh, there might be a loophole there. Yeah, that you could run taller <laughs> shocks if you're incorporating these two things together. Yeah. So I don't know. That that's one of the questions of like I don't know enough about the fabrication side of things or if it's even legal in the rule book. So yeah, let me pull up that specific rule okay. and we can read it and see if we can think of a way around it because I want to say that rule specifically stated interesting okay so here is uh here's where it comes and and says so the stock body uh and the body is considered to be the full cab including all interior and exterior sheet metal Mm -hmm. bed doors hood fenders grill etc required the body must be complete and unmodified with the following limitations and exceptions okay hold on so you if you had the forerunner you had to leave the rear hatch you have to leave the rear hatch. Okay. Exactly. All right, go on. Um, with the following exceptions, holes may be cut in any part of the body for the single and exclusive purpose of allowing roll cage tubes and transmission transfer case linkage to pass through the body. Holes may be cut in the firewall grill and core support exclusively for roll cage. Roll cage includes the main six point structure that surrounds and protects the vehicle's occupants. The roll cage also includes the additional tubing designed to protect the structural integrity of the vehicle and its occupants and must be tied to the standard six-point occupant cage. Additional tubes are limited to no more than two connecting tubes, which may be ran through the bumper grill or firewall, respectively, and must connect to the A-pillar as close to the windshield frame as safely possible. 
Open holes must be kept to within half an inch of the diameter of any tube or linkage that passes through the body with further restrictions related to holes and firewalls specific to section 2.4.5. The exceptions to this rule is the allowance for rocker panel protection limited to the area between the wheel wells. You may cut into the body and or reinforce this area. Uh, You may not interfere with the mating surface of the stock door and door sill. The dock door sill must be retained and unaltered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was reading that, and at first I was like, oh, you could boat sight it. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but you can't modify the bottom sill. Mm-hmm. So you could boat sight up to the bottom. Yeah. Which would be about it. Yeah. Not yeah, much so, so you couldn't have a bigger hole through the body to fit shocks because it has to be within two or a half an inch of the tube. Yeah, so yeah, and it says rear, inner, and outer fenders must be complete and unmodified unless specifically required by the six point occupant safety roll cage only and does not include allowances for auxiliary tubes with the following limitations exceptions outer fenders, wheel well openings, uh, may be trimmed for the single exclusive purpose of allowing for tire clearance. Mm-hmm. modifications to the outer fenders must preserve the look of the stock wheel wells as originally manufactured, must not be trimmed excessively, so no more than two inches gap between any part of the outer fender and the tire at full compression. Cool. Yeah. I, well, I don't know how much you'd actually need to trim with 35. Right. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, okay. You probably can't pull that off then, but all right. Yeah. Um, so interesting. Yeah. I don't know. A uh, third gen forerunner would be totally interesting. I'm, I would just worry about, um, and maybe with Marlins RCLT, I mean, that's what they did all the testing with the fourth gen forerunner with out there. Um, it'd be an interesting option mm-hmm. to deal. I think a third, I think a third gen forerunner is a better option than a fourth gen forerunner. I'll put that Absolutely. out there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do too. And Tundras are way too big. Yeah. T100 might be interesting. T100 would be cool, but it's this, it's the same platform as the second or third gen pickup. For the most part, but yeah, it's but you IFS. get the three four. I think you, you get a bigger engine. You can in get it. a three four in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, the T one hundreds had three fours, so you could get a three four, but it's still um, IFS and it's still lightly sprung in the rear mm-hmm. and it's bigger. Yeah, so I'm kind of like meh. Yeah, like if I'm <laughs> doing that, I might as well do a, a Tacoma, a little bit smaller to get through mm-hmm. the rocks easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm curious what other people think. If, uh, yeah. if you guys have another idea of a cool build that you think would uh, succeed and accelerate and not accelerate, uh, what's, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Something that would be better than what we suggested, uh-huh. um, for the 4,600 class. I am yeah. all ears. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah, I will put this out there and say, if you own a Land Rover, don't message us because <laughs> <laughs> Land Rovers are not going to work. No. <laughs> <laughs> too heavy yes they're, they're like an fj55 or right. a 60 don and greg don yeah. <laughs> oh man um honda civics might be a decent option why are you looking at me like that they're not uh, so. <laughs> an fj45 might be interesting yeah i think that would be interesting it's i mean yeah i don't know i just don't know enough about the the suspension systems on mm-hmm. fj45s gladiator gladiator i mean they did it they took one through in the stock class uh, it had, you know, Dana sixties and everything under it. But, um, I mean the, the cool thing about the gladiator is that there it's a, it's a five links, a system, a suspension system. So there, there's space to do it. It has a long wheelbase. So to get through the desert. Okay. Um, 
The it's just it's a long, long in the rocks. It's long in the rocks. That's the only you know, issue. What is it? 140 inches? 100, I think 138, 141, Something right in that like range. That. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> if I got it, I would shrink it. <laughs> shrink, by three yeah. inches. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many options out there. It's mm-hmm. just really, okay. What, what do you think would be the best? I would think of one of the new Ford Broncos. I think it's a decent build style. I just don't know how the weight is distributed in a Ford Bronco, like mm-hmm. in terms of uh, center gravity and how well it's balanced for yeah. getting through desert speeds. Right. Um, but, you know, with the... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, let us know what you yeah. guys think. That's, I'm curious. Uh, I want to hear some other ideas yeah. for it. You know, and that's... I think we're lim- we're sort of limited or sort of jaded on um, the Toyota platform because we know it so well and we don't know a lot of other platforms mm-hmm. out there as well as everybody else out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody else. Uh, you know, so th- we obviously are forgetting things. You yeah. know, we obviously don't know about, you know, like if there's a, this rear hidden gem in, <laughs> yeah. in the Chevy lineup, <laughs> that would be kind of interesting. Uh-huh. Um, so please you know, reach out and let us know. Cause I think this is, this is an interesting idea. It's an interesting mm-hmm. topic. I hope this, uh, you know, gets you talking with your friends about what, what options are available. Yeah. And then once you figure that out, then we can start talking about the 4,500 class. Yeah. Which is the modified stock. <laughs> yeah. That one's that one. Yeah. changes the game. That one changes a lot of options. Um, and so, yeah, I think that the, the 4,600 class is like, like you said, the most limited, Mm-hmm. Um, but could be that's the one that's going to tell you who the best drivers are in my opinion you think so I think so because you're so limited on what you can do it's it's really comes down to driver skill I think okay um, the 4500 class once you get into that now you're starting to bump up um, and there's a lot more you can do. You can put any engine in, you can, yeah. you know, change suspension. You can have piggyback reservoir shocks. Uh, you can have two shocks per corner. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot more you can do with that. You so, can modify the, isn't this the one that you can modify the frame, but it has to represent the frame. Yes. Yeah, so the, essentially you can, you, the frame has to stay intact from the engine mounts to the rear of the driver's seat. Okay. And then everything else, you can have it be whatever you want. Yeah. So you could truggy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think when you start getting down to that, it it starts taking less, more limitations off of it. So you have less limitations to work with, and it becomes less of the driver's skill and more of the vehicle, the vehicle features. So what they should do is throw Justin Reese into a 4,400 car. And I would love to see what Justin Reese would do in a 4,400. <laughs> It's like getting Kevin Jones in his in his forty eight hundred car. Mm-hmm. If we can get him into a forty four hundred car, what kind of shit would he do? Yeah, could he pull? It's like I, when Cody Addington got got the the Red Dragon, yeah. right? So what we should do is put uh, Ultra Four Jones in a forty five hundred car. <laughs> See what he can do. Would be, I think he would break it right away. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Oh man. So uh, good times. Yeah. Um, so Ultra Four Jones, what would your rig be if you were in the forty five hundred class? He might rock his Grand Cherokee in a four oh forty five hundred. Sorry, I was oh, thinking a forty six. An XJ might be an interesting one. XJ would be interesting. Um, yeah, I mean they've got coils and shocks all four corners. My only concern would be the you'd have to do a lot of reinforcing of that oh, unibody, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> but it, it would be interesting. You gut the whole thing. X-rays are pretty light. I mean, mm-hmm. if you gut them out and they're, they're relatively light, 35 inch tires, uh, you yeah. get the inline six engine, solid mm-hmm. axle options, links, mm-hmm. linked setups. Yeah. 
I think that could be a decent option. Yeah. Are we going to run an, an XJ in the 4600 <laughs> next no. year? Okay. Is but Wheeling Wine and Whiskey going to run an XJ in the 4600 next year? Maybe. I don't put it past me. I was thinking like, oh, I could probably build Samantha up to this. But then I realized, oh, well, I'm solid axle swapping it. And I'm some, like <laughs> yeah. I already modified some of the body. And yeah. you know, so that ain't going to work. But I no. mean, in theory, I could build Samantha. It'll probably be a 4,800 or 4,600. You can do a 45. 40, 4,500. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 4,500 or 4,800, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So Cool. Good stuff. I like it. Uh, we're going to have to figure something to deal. Maybe maybe when we're we'll get uh Gear Inch Corey to enter Blanche next year. Right. <laughs> that'd be fun. Have it be a Gear Inch vehicle. <laughs> Gear Inch sponsored all that'd be cool. Oh man. All right. So let's end this up. Let's start uh wrapping it together. So if you guys have any ideas, shoot them out to us. Uh we have emails. You can use them. Uh, send all the emails over to Jimmy <laughs> at snailtrailforex4.com. And uh that's it. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like hearing from you guys too. <laughs> so you can reach out to me, Forex4, Toyota, Tyler. I have the email over at snailtrailforex4.com as well. And then, of course, Jimmy kind of runs and oversees the Snail Trail Forex4 Instagram. So you can always reach him there as well. And then he can forward stuff over to me if you want to do that as well. So lots of ways to get in touch with us. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Any final words for everybody? 2022 KOH. And with that, my friends, keep growling. I got one for you. For me? For you. Man, I feel special. Yeah, you should. It's Valentine's Day. It almost. Almost. <laughs> Day <Yeah>. after. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> Tomorrow, yesterday, today. I don't know what day. Whatever. This is podcasting. And this it, this has to do somewhat with Valentine's Day, I guess, oh. kind of. So Okay. Sort of indirectly, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's about love. Okay. Um why did the melons get married? My my mind's going somewhere else, so just answer the question. <laughs> because they can't elope. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> the secretary told me the the two Mexicans boxing one the other day. I don't know. What do you call two Mexicans boxing? I I want to say something about burritos, but I'm not sure. <laughs> one on one. One on one. one, oh, one. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> what do you call, call two Mexicans uh, uh, playing basketball? Oh, there you go. Maybe that's what it was. One on one. One on one. <laughs> yeah. This is why I don't tell jokes because mm-hmm. I mess them oh. up. <laughs>